What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a few weeks since we've done the podcast. A lot has happened. Um, So we have a lot to get to. See if we can uh, do this in a timely fashion here. Um, We've got a new head coach in Denver. Um, There's controversy around the starting quarterback not involving his play um, off the field now. So that's good. Uh, What else? Nothing else. (laughs) Denver Broncos wise. So yeah, so that's good. Um, Patrick Mahomes is once again back in the Super Bowl. That sucked for everyone involved. Uh, the NBA trade trade deadline occurred, and the Nuggets Nuggets got rid of Bones, got a Bryant, but not the one you want. And um, yeah, Katie went to Phoenix, so we're screwed. We have a lot to get to. Oh my god! Where would you like to start? Do you want to start with Sean let's, Payton, so we can? Let's, let's do the. Let's go in order here. Okay, Sean Payton signs with oh, signs. Uh, he's the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, I guess he signs. I saw somewhere his con- what is his contract? It's like four or five years, between like eighteen to twenty million. Um. I can't even remember what they gave up to get him. I mean, they gave up what a first, they, their first they, this year. They gave up a first this year and a second next year. Okay. And that first, that first this year obviously was the 49ers pick. It was like pick what twenty twenty yeah twenty five ish or something like that. Um, so in a sense, theoretically, if you look at this realistically, you basically traded Bradley Chubb and a bunch of picks for Russell Wilson and John Payton. That's pretty much all you did here. Um, yeah. Which, if you would have told us that a year and a half ago, I think everybody right. would have been like, let's do it. Sign yeah. me up. I'm there. Uh, but now there's some skepticism, and I think rightfully so. Um, but there's they've already had the introductory press conference and all of that. Um, I liked some things he said, but you can't go off of press conferences and because everybody's just going to say the right thing most of the time. Um, the one thing that really stood out to me was the whole, the only people that are going to be in this building is our staff and our players. So mm-hmm. I loved that. Um, now we'll see if that actually happens. I think it will, but, um, yeah, it seems like now there's at least a coach in here that has more pull and more say and more sway than Russell Wilson, which is good. Um, uh, now I still have my doubts because this is a guy who's been out of coaching for, what, a year and a half, two years now? Um, one year. Okay, one year. When you look at his coaching resume, what is it, 15 years? He got one Super Bowl. Obviously, he's got a winning record, so that's great. Um, but one Super Bowl, Drew Brees. But, the, I mean, the pros to that is you can at least say his team was always competitive. They always at least had a chance to at least be in the playoffs, which we haven't had here in a long time. So I don't think we can take that for granted. But you can also say, too, you know, there is some underachieving aspect of it when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. So what happened there? Um, so there's there's that. At the end of the day, I don't think he was the one I wanted initially. Remember, this back in like week three or week four, I threw out the scenario and I was like, I want Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah. So I called it before everybody. So ha to all of you. But, <laughs> but... As, as the season progressed, I did. I did. Nobody else was talking about it. I was the first one in the nation, in the country, in the world. Yeah, no one was listening to Well, you. yeah, that's because all of our listeners are in remote countries and 
probably don't talk to anybody and live in their basements. But I called it. <laughs> Nevertheless, I don't think he was my favorite. I don't even know who I had as a favorite. I think part of me was more partial to Jim Harbaugh, but it's obvious he just kind of really wanted to stay at Michigan. So whatever. Um, I'm not... I'm just wait and see at this point because that's all I can be with the Broncos. I can't get too high. I can't get too low. Um, just because I, when I have had confidence about this team and things that they've done, they find a way to mess it up. So, again, it's a cop out, but show me, not tell me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm uh, around the same. Uh, as you, the only, so when it happened, obviously I tweeted out, I was driving to Kansas city. Um, yeah, I got my, my home's Jersey and everything. Yeah. Uh, no, this is what I was telling you before we started the podcast. I've, uh, completely made a, a 180 here. Um, I think this is the best move they could have made. Um, the picks, The picks, I, I think the set losing the second next year does suck a little bit. Um, hold on, what the hell is that? Wait, get out. You're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyways, yeah, so I, I've made a 180 on this. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the second, I don't, I, I think we'll, we'll, I'm a little nervous about it just because if they do stink, um, that second would be nice to have. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think they will stink. Um, I think they win eight to 10 games. I think they make the playoffs. Uh, well, if they only win eight, they won't make the playoffs more than likely. But um, I think they make the playoffs. And I think they get bounced in the wild card round um, by the, you know, whoever the division winner they, they play is, whether it's the Chiefs, Bills, uh, Jags, um, who am I missing there? Uh, uh, Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Uh, either, either one of those four teams would, would beat the Broncos uh, and because they would have the better quarterback. So... Um, but I do think they win eight to 10 games. Now here is where I'm actually kind of excited. Uh, Sean Payton told this story and I've, I've heard this story. I think I heard this story like last year. Um, but he was telling the story about how they had pick 11 in the 2017 NFL draft, And he, he wanted Patrick Mahomes and they were hoping that he would drop to 11 so they could take him. And obviously Kansas City moved up from 20-something to 10, and they took Patrick Mahomes. So here, here's – this is my guess. I'm, I'm going to go over the next four years, and I think it kind of reminds me of what happened in Kansas City. So real quick, we'll go over some uh, history lesson with Kansas City. Kansas City hired Andy Reid. Uh, in 20, uh, 2012? Yeah, he's been there, yeah, like 10 plus years. So they hired, they hired Andy Reid in 2012. Uh, he goes ahead and, and brings in Alex Smith. Uh, I think we can all agree Alex Smith is more of a 
bridge quarterback. He's just more of a game manager. Whatever. 2013 was his first year in Kansas City. They went 11-5, and five and they made the playoffs. Um, and they lost, I believe, in the wild card round. It's not telling me uh, who they lost to. But they lost. Was that the year they lost to the Colts? It might have been. They went 11-5. and five. I don't know why it's not showing me. Uh, here, let me look up Kansas City. I can look it up. Yeah, so anyways, uh, they, they bring in Alex Smith, they lose. The next year, they, in 2014, they go 9-7, and seven, they miss playoffs. The year after that, they go 11-5. and five, And uh, they make it to the wild card round. They lose again. In 2016, they go 12-4. and four. They go into the wild card. And they lose again. And then they draft Patrick Mahomes. I think something similar is going to happen. I think Andy Reid realized, oh, like, this is a great team. We have a great team. This guy just can't get it done in the playoffs. He's a good regular season quarterback. He can get me to the playoffs. He can, he can get me a top two, three seed in the West, uh, in the AFC. But... He can't win a playoff game. And I think they won one playoff game in those years with Alex Smith. But for the most part, they lost immediately. And so he drafted Patrick Mahomes, who he thought he could mold into the guy that he wanted, that Andy Reid wanted exactly. Right? Instead of taking a, a guy who's been in the league, who's learned different things, Andy wanted to be able to mold a young quarterback into exactly what he wanted. So in an interview, uh, Sean Payton was talking about that and was talking about how, how it was so great that Andy Reid could, could mold Patrick into exactly what Andy needed from him. And I think, I think in a way, I think Sean Payton is a little bit, I think he has a lot of regret not moving up to take Mahomes, obviously. I mean, now that you, hindsight 2020. But I think, I think Sean Payton understands the route to go. I think he understands you can make the playoffs with a good quarterback, but you can't win a Super Bowl with a, with a okay, good to good, slightly above average quarterback. You just can't. Not anymore. You can't win it. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. These quarterbacks in this league are too good. Uh, you're not you're not beating Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, soon to be Trevor Lawrence. You're not beating the Jalen Hurts. You're not beating these guys with elite defenses and an average offense. It's that I don't think it's possible anymore. Um, I think it was possible before because the quarterbacks, there wasn't as many of those great quarterbacks, so you could kind of catch a break here and there, uh, like the Broncos did in 2015. But I don't think it's possible anymore, at least for the next five to ten years with these guys playing at, at this level. And then there's more coming in like Caleb Williams and, and so on. So uh I just don't think it's I don't think it's possible. And I, I think that Sean understands that it's, it's not possible anymore. Um so like I said, I think they make the playoffs. I think they lose in the wild card round and I think they keep Russell Wilson again for a second year. 
I think he plays well. I think he plays. I think he's. How about this? He makes the Pro Bowl. I think Russell Wilson makes the Pro Bowl next year. Um, now, with that being said, the Pro Bowl isn't that hard because uh, Tyler Huntley was was in the Pro Bowl. So, uh, you know, that's a thing. But I, they'll, they'll keep Russ for a second year, and then there'll be another wild card team again. They'll lose in the wild card round again. At that point, I think they move up in the draft and take whatever quarterback Sean likes. He does his due diligence. They won't have, you know, the top guy, but he'll go in and grab the second, third, or fourth guy. And he's going to try and develop him how he needs his quarterback to be. Now, whether it works or not, I don't know, but I think that's the route that he's planning on going. Uh, and I think that's exactly what happens. I think they, I just, they're, they're going to, if they do make the playoffs, then they're going to realize that Russell Wilson is not good enough for them to win a Super Bowl. And then if they don't make the playoffs, obviously he's not good enough at all. So that gives me kind of the confidence in, in the fact that I think if it doesn't work, if Russ can't get them to a Super Bowl, which I don't think he can, I do think Sean is going to do the right thing and he's going to go get him a guy. So I've made a 180 on it. I like the move. Well, listen, you've already been locked out of Broncos country, so you're not allowed back in, all right? You, you've made your bed. You can't go flirting around with the other girl at the party and then come back, okay? So you're a Chiefs fan now, so you don't get to come back over here. That being said, I, I want to buy into what you're saying. I want to buy into the optimism that everybody's saying. I think you all are saying great things. I think it sounds great on paper. But I'm not going to fall for it again. I'm just not. I'm just not until I see it. And. Well then you won't be seeing it for a while. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> because this is a two, three year. Like process just to get back to relevancy. But I do think this team is good enough to make the playoffs. And I think Sean Payne's a good enough head coach. To figure it out and get them to the playoffs. And also, they have a... I don't know if you look at the teams that they're playing. They have an easy schedule. Well, yeah, no, so, I, have the, I have the schedule. And by the way, the Chiefs did lose to, to the Colts that year in the wild card. I think that was the game where they fumbled it at like the goal line or something like that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So, yep. the Broncos schedule, they have, I believe, the NFC North. Um, obviously, the division opponents, the AFC West. Um... They have the NFC East. Let me see here. Is it just the NFC East? So, no, they have the NFC North as well. So, play Chicago. Um, I believe that one's in Chicago. You play Detroit. You play Miami. You'll play Buffalo. You play Houston, New England, the Jets, um, Green Bay, Minnesota. I mean, this doesn't seem like an easy schedule to me. Washington, Cleveland, I wouldn't say any of those games are easy. Well, I there, it's an easier schedule than I think this past season. Um, well, I don't know. I don't I, know. Either, either <laughs> way, either way, I, I do think they win eight to ten games, and I do I do think they will have a, a, a legitimate shot at making it into the playoffs. Um, but like I said, I think that's a six or seven seed, 
and that's not what I'm looking for. I know some Broncos fans think that they're the Browns now, and so like, uh, hey, making the playoffs is winning a Super Bowl. Um, but you know, that's that's not what I'm thinking. Um, but I, I think the way, if let's let's hypothetically let's say say they lose in the wild card around the next two years. And let's say they just get smashed, right? It's embarrassing because uh, that's how it's going to be. They're going to lose by by double digits to one of those. Uh, um, I do think, so that would be the 2024, 20, 25. So then in the 2026 draft, I think they, hell, I mean, they might do it in 25 if it's that bad. But I think in the 2026 draft, they, they go get a guy. And they will use picks and whatever, and Sean will, will go get a guy. I'd be shocked if it took them that long. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I guess. No, you know what? Not 26. 25. Sorry. I was trying. I, I didn't count this year. So, obviously, they're not going to grab a guy this year. I don't think they would grab a guy in 2024 unless Russ is still really bad. I think but I don't think regardless. that's regardless. No, because of his contract. I I if he's if if Russell Wilson's really bad still, then yes, I, I think they take guy in, in twenty four. Um, but I think they I think he I think Russ plays well enough in this season to where they don't take anyone next year. Also, I think there's a sneaky chance they take someone in third round this year. So I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to move up and maybe try to get someone like a Hendon Hooker. Um but if they don't, I don't think it would be next year because I think Russ does play well enough to make them believe that they could get better, right? So let's say he goes out there and throws for 3,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. And then it, they're like, okay, well, in the year two of the system with Sean Payne, he's going to get even better. And so they're going to kind of convince themselves that they can win with Russell Wilson. And then the second year, it's the same thing is going to happen, right? They get to the playoffs as a wild card team. They came in the division because Mahomes, and they lose again. And then it's like, all right, this guy he's good enough to get us here. He's good enough, good enough to win us 10, 11 games. He's not good enough to win us a playoff game, let, let alone a Super Bowl. And I think that's where they say, all right, we're going to go. Essentially, we're going to try the, the Chiefs route. Grab a guy where you know we'll, they'll have a pick in the low twenties. They'll move up and and they'll grab someone. So I think that's what's going to happen. Um, whether that guy ends up working out, who knows? But I think Sean Payne's a good enough head coach and a good enough offensive mind to where he can figure it out. And and the Broncos will listen to him. The the Broncos will listen to him. There's, it's no longer John Elway running this running this thing, right? It's no longer the ghost of John Elway running this thing. It's Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton re- will realize and understands how to win in this league. Yeah, I, like I said, I think he he checks everything on paper. Sounds nice. I mean, on paper, this sounds like it should be a decently quick turnaround. Um, I still don't believe in the roster. I don't think that's good enough. Um, there's a lot of free agents on defense that we have to see what happens there. Um, they don't have a defensive coordinator at this time still, if I'm not mistaken. 
So we still don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I'm I'm not convinced that this is a wild card team. I mean, I'm, I'm seriously. Well, I'm I, not either. I, I'm, I I think I think they can. Well, they won five, right? So yeah, but I'm shot- I'm looking at the schedule right now. They're they're going to get swept by Kansas City. There's no way they're beating them twice. Um, I don't. Did they did they beat the Chargers this year? They beat them the last game. Okay, yeah, I think I think they can beat the Chargers, and then I think they can beat the Raiders twice. To be honest. Um, but let, let's say let's say I'll they say only they win sp- one against the Raiders. I'll say they split so, those. Okay, two. So, so that's two. I think they beat the Packers because I, I I think Aaron Rodgers is gone. Depending on what ha- if Rodgers is there, I would take Green Bay. I would take I would take Green Bay. I don't I think he's done. I think they beat Houston. Yeah. I think I think Cleveland at home. I I think they win. I'm I think Washington. So sure. I think Washington. Uh, yeah. At home, I, I think they beat Cleveland. At home against Washington, I think they beat. Not so sure about that either. Um, I think they beat. Uh, the Patriots at home. Not um, so sure about that either. And I think they, I I think they would beat the Bears because the Bears have a really bad roster. Now we'll see what what they do this off season. Um, it would be funny if Justin Fields beat the Broncos, but I think they would beat Chicago too. I just think Chicago's roster is really bad. So that's eight. Yeah, but that's a team that was playing well towards the end of the year. Yeah. Well, like I said, if, if they. If I were running the Bears, I, I think they I, I think the Bears would beat the Broncos next year. Um, the only I, games I, don't, I feel comfortable. I don't, trust, I don't trust that team to put the right pieces around Justin Fields. The only games I feel comfortable that they can win comfortably, I, I shouldn't even say comfortably because I don't even know what that means with the Broncos anymore. Um, I would say Houston and the Bears. I think they get one against the Raiders. Outside of that... Every other oh, game, they, I think they beat Washington. I, I don't. I mean, maybe they can, but and, and the and the Patriots, Mac Jones stinks, and that's at home. That doesn't mean anything though. That that means nothing anymore for this team. I I mean, sure. I mean, maybe it's a coin flip game, but I don't think they can beat Detroit as it stands right now. I, I would not be shocked if they lost to the Bears. Oh, well, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't add in Detroit. I think. I think they beat the Bears, Raiders once. I think they beat the Raiders twice, but I'll just say once. I don't uh, think they can beat Miami. I don't think they can beat Buffalo. No, I, and I didn't say those teams. Couldn't I got to eight without saying those teams. That, that's what I'm saying. I only have like three or four games where I think I they got, can legitimately win. I got Cleveland, Houston, Washington, um, New England, Green Bay, because I think Rodgers is gone. Uh the Bears, Raiders, Chargers. That's eight. Let's see, I have 0 and 2, 1 and 2. Let me see. Actually, 1 and 3, I should say. Um, 2 and 4. I'll say they beat the Bears 3 and 4. I think they lose to Detroit 3 and 5. Lose to Miami 3 and 6. Lose to the Bills 3 and 7. Beat the Texans four and seven. Uh, I'm gonna come back to that New England game. They could beat the Jets this year four and eight. Um, uh, well, I think Rogers is gonna be with the Jets. Even better, four and eight. Uh, 
Green Bay, it depends. I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna plan for if the Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers and if Green Bay keeps Aaron Rodgers. I still okay. think four and eight. I think they would lose to an Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers four and nine. I think Kirk Cousins would ultimately destroy us four and ten. Um, Washington, you can say what you want about them, but that's a competitive team. Four and eleven. Maybe they beat the Browns five and eleven. What what game am I missing here? Because it should be five and twelve, right? No, no, you're 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 terrible at math. I'm missing uh, one game, literally one game. Yeah, you're you you. I think it was terrible. the Bears game. So I think maybe they get five to six wins, and that's not a playoff team. Obviously, uh, and look, I hope you're right because I think that will give them that will that will prove the point of all right, Russ is done. Let's just move on. And they'll be quicker to move on, and they'll be close enough to move up to where they could, let's say, a team like um, Houston gets the first overall pick. Well, if they take a quarterback this year, right, they're not more than likely, they wouldn't want to take Caleb Williams. Let's say they like their guy. Let's say they like uh, uh, Bryce Young. All of a sudden, it's like, all right, well, the number one pick is available. Um, and I, I think the Broncos could could possibly do something. And I also like Drake May. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I think I will I, be. I think they I think they win eight to ten games. I, I, I do think they make a legitimate run at, at the playoffs. I don't know. But that's because I think Sean Payton Sean Payton, by the way, in New Orleans never had a losing season. Or maybe sure. had one and that was I don't think he did though. I think they went oh no he did. He did. He went a couple times, but that, the lowest amount of wins they had was seven. I think it also, and this this is also too before we see what they do in the draft. Obviously, they, but they don't have any picks. But what guys they do get, um, what they do in free agency, who they retain, who they you know don't. So that that's this could sway, but I still don't think, barring some sort of fantastic splash in free agency, even though I don't think they have a lot of money to spend. I don't. I don't see how this team gets that much better. Now, well, even if like they I win said, five think, to six games, I mean, I think you can still look better, but still lose the games. Fair. Yeah. So maybe yeah, they I they mean, don't have I the just, fans counting down the play clock. But I'm just saying they won five games, and if it wasn't for the horrible coaching, they win at least two more. And and I, I two, do, two years. and and I do think that Sean Payton will be the difference in those certain games, and I do think that Russell Wilson is better with Sean. Um, I'm gonna wait till I see that because I have I have no reference. No, I still don't think he's gonna be good. I still don't think he's gonna be good enough to win them a playoff game. Um, I still think they should cut his ass right now. Um, but they're not going to. And I think that Sean will get the last bit out of Russell Wilson and he will be good enough to win them eight to 10 games. And I don't know if that's the best route to go. We're we're talking about a, you know, a team in, I just, I don't think with how bad it was, like, for example, Pittsburgh. With Mike Tomlin, a great head coach, they have a good defense, just like the Broncos have a good defense. 
But they still were what, like a game out of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Because they had because they had a great head coach. Sure as the hell wasn't their quarterback. It's because they have a great head coach. And I I do think that that matters. Um as far as getting those those type of wins. I, I you I think you can win a Super Bowl with either a great quarterback and an average coach or a great head coach and a good quarterback. I, I do think you can win like that. Um, and I, I do think the Broncos have one of those pieces, and I think they have the head coach. We'll see. I, I And I think Sean will be here for a while. Oh, I think He's I not think, getting fired after a year. <laughs> so Well, well, not only that, I think they're going to have a lot of success. I, I will say this. If Sean Payne's here for the next 10, 10, 15 years, I think they win a Super Bowl. Uh, well, his contract's currently only five, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I mean, I that would be the goal. Should, I mean, should it not? I mean, that should be the expectation. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a good enough – he's a great head coach. They will, at, at bare minimum, they will get to a Super Bowl within the next 10 years. I, uh... but, but that's because I think Sean Payne's a great head coach. And after hearing him speak a lot, whether it was on Fox, he was on the Pat McAfee show, um, I think yesterday or the day before, uh, the way he talks about the quarterbacks, he knows he's going to have to draft someone. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think they are going to wait that long. I would be shocked if they don't take a guy in the third round, second round well, next but, year. Well, but like, the only thing, the only reason the why is. I don't think they would. I mean, look, I wouldn't be shocked if they take someone in third round this year. Um, but that guy is not really going to have a shot, I don't think. I mean, maybe. I I think Hendon Hooker is really good. I think he'll be taken in the second round, though. If he drops to the third, I think the Broncos should jump on him. Um, but the only reason why I don't think they will is just because I don't think the owners want to cut Russell Wilson. Now, if Russ is really bad this year, they're going to have to. But I don't think the owners want to do that. No, because they've they've piped in a lot of money <laughs> to him. Yeah, they've so, already. Yeah, exactly. They've already spent a lot for investment sake. It's better for them if he works out. Yeah, and, and really for for everyone's sake, it's better if he works out. Because nobody wants to have to go through the carousel of trying no, to bank well, on a young but, guy to try and work out. But here's the thing. Him working out to me isn't winning a Super Bowl. I do not think Russell Wilson can win a Super Bowl. I, I have that at 0% chance. I don't think he could even get them to a Super Bowl. He's not better than any of the, the guys in, in the AFC. He's not better than Burrow. He's not better than Allen. Mahomes. Lawrence. You're not getting He's any not. pushback for me. I don't even think they're going to win more than seven games next year. So. Right. So, so there's no shot they can – Russell Wilson working out is Russell Wilson playing well enough to get through the next two years of his contract so it's more manageable to cut his ass? That's what's working out. That, that's, that's what Russell Wilson working out means. Mm. That he is here for another two years so that they buy time to draft a guy. Yeah. That's well, what they need. They they need to buy some time, unless they are so bad this year that they get Caleb Williams. But unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I man, I would do almost anything <laughs> if the Broncos went zero and seventeen, one and sixteen, 
man, I want Caleb Williams. I if I were them, and I and some, you know, like the Bears have the first overall pick, or the Houston Texans, and they have a young quarterback, I would give them every single pick I have for the next three years. I One mean, through seven. Why stop One now? I mean, we don't we don't have any picks now, so I mean, we're already in the the mindset of getting rid of picks. Well, and that's another I mean, thing they, too. While we're while we're on the topic of that, the pressure now that's on George Payton. Now you have a limited assets to to improve this team you've traded everything away so you better hit in free agency and you better hit on these late round draft picks because that's where your depth is going to come from and possibly your starters depending on how things go so there's pressure now like i I get it you know you got sean payton in the building i get it now you got russell wilson i get it but now you're gonna have to hit on these picks because these late round picks you're gonna have to hit in free agency Otherwise, it's just going to be an endless loop of, of suck. Um, any other comments, concerns, thoughts on Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, Broncos stuff? I think it, I think it was a good move. I made a 180. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, not, driving, I'm not driving to Kansas City yet. Uh, I will say, well you, well, you can't come back to this home. So <laughs> you, you're living in the street now. So uh, I, I am rooting for the Chiefs tomorrow. So Yeah, of course you are. You're living in the street. I'm probably in the outhouse. Um, but that's by choice. Nobody kicked me out. I left by choice. All right. We kicked you out. We made you walk the plank because you, you deserted ship like two years ago. I'm well, I'm in the shed on, right? on the outside. Well, that that's not the point here. <laughs> I, I'm be, I've, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're both wrong. I would love to eat crow on this. I would love for me people to too. call me a clown. But I don't if think Russell Wilson wins a Super Bowl MVP over the next three years, hey, I mean, awesome. I, I think there's a 0% chance he could even get there. I don't think. I think there's a 0% chance he even gets to the AFC Championship game. I think you're setting the bar way too high here. I don't even think they get past eight wins. So, okay. Um, we'll see how they fill out the rest of the staff um, going forward. Uh, also, Sean Payton, what is doing his best Deion Sanders impression, recruiting Gronk to come play. I don't know yeah, if that, that was, was a joke or anything, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see. Um, okay, Denver Nuggets. Um, they did lose last night to Orlando. I don't know if you can really put much stock into that trade deadline. Did you, did you watch the game? Uh, no, I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I watched <laughs> I, when they were up, I've, when they were winning. I've I've never seen Jokic be care so let like it's it's the he would grab a rebound and he would just throw the ball down the court and every time it went out of bounds. Yeah. Like he didn't it it was just it was obvious there was no care in the world for that game. Which yeah. is irritating. It's irritating, but at the same time uh, yeah, I just I don't I think I think they'll come out tonight and be a little bit more like all right we'll show up tonight, but um, they did they did not show up in Orlando. I mean I don't know. that was. I mean maybe the energy yeah. and effort is better, but um they're right, that's what I'm, they're without Jamal and Aaron Gordon tonight and Zeke. Well, what I what I mean is Jokic uh, will care. Sure. A little no, bit. and, and that, that's one. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think the effort will be better because I'm sure Malone I, kind of got into them. But saying I don't I, know that, if this I've is a win. I've never seen him pass the ball like that. 
Um, he's like, had a, it he's had a game before where it's he had high turnovers. I saw he had like seven turnovers at some point. No, but it wasn't just the amount of turnovers because he'll have a lot of turnovers. I, it was like he grabbed the rebound. He was underneath the basket, and he tried to throw it to I think. MPJ, who was not even at half court yet on the side. Okay, well, first off, that's the problem right there. You're throwing it to the guy with the worst hands on the team. No, but but he couldn't. Six foot ten couldn't reach the ball. That's how bad of a pass it was. It went into the stands. Yeah, maybe it was just one of those nights. You know, maybe he just didn't it, feel it like in there. It was just one of those nights where he maybe just, he was in or protesting for bones. I don't know. Uh, so. It was bizarre. It it was a weird. It, it was definitely a weird uh, feeling in that game. And obviously, I think a lot of it is the trade deadline, but it was very odd. Trade deadline, it's against Orlando on a f- Friday in February. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even with that loss, and, and Nuggets, by the way, are 5-5 five and five in the last 10, so do with that what you will. Um, Phoenix, by the way, is 7-3. and three. Do with that what you will. Um, but there's still three and a half up on Memphis, um, who is three and seven in their last 10. So still holding solidly on to first. I don't know if you can necessarily guarantee a win tonight against Charlotte. Um, this will probably be a close game, especially with I'll Jamal. guarantee it. I, I, I guarantee you they win tonight. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not willing to go there, but Without Jamal, right knee inflammation, which kind of scary. It's the opposite knee, but yes. uh, there's some overcompensation going on there. So, tad bit concerning. Just a tad. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how much we can put into it because they. I think he sat out the last two games. They're probably going to be really cautious. I mean, I, they, they can't I get to all-star break quicker. I, I wouldn't play him until the after the all-star break. I would just I would shut him down. I would shut him down. Trying to see what uh, the rest of their schedule is before the All-Star break. So we got Charlotte, Miami on Monday, Dallas on Wednesday. So that's that's, that's your next three games. So yeah, Charlotte, I, Miami, down. Dallas. Shut him down. Um, you, you, can win, you can win two of those games without them. You sure? I mean, I mean, you can win all of them. Are you sure? So I shut them down. There, there's no reason. Give them three weeks and three weeks off because I think that would equal three weeks, right? This last week, next week, and then the week after. So, yeah, I, I would give them three weeks and you know, get ready for the last 20 games. I would say they go probably one and two in this this three-game stretch here. Which, oh, oh I, I think they go two and one. Um, I think they'll probably lose to both. Miami and Dallas. If I had to choose which teams, I'd probably say both of those. I think they split. And then, yeah, and then you get ready for the next 20 and um, probably end up losing the one seed at some point here to Phoenix. To Phoenix? So you you think over the next 24 games? I mean, it's a a lot of ground that they would have to make up. I mean, they're at 31 and yeah. 27. They're, they're, eight, they're eight games back. So that means the Nuggets would have to basically play 500 the rest of the year. And Let's Phoenix see. would have to be nearly perfect. I mean, they could go on a run. We've seen it happen before. Um, no, it's unlikely that they... I, I, I'm, just, I'm just being super pessimistic. 
I'm very pessimistic right now with this, with the whole NBA at this point. But you can't get to the All Star break quicker. Um, get Jamal rest. If I'm Malone, I play Jokic five minutes in the All Star game, and I tell him, "Don't you even sprint. Lightly trot up the court." He'll he'll start, and then first time out, he's gone. Oh, just keep him out the entire game. Don't well, even. Well, he play has him. to. He has to start. But well, uh, well, yeah, he has to start. But like after that, just keep him out the rest of the game. Yeah, that's what I said. The first time out, get him out. Don't even. And and I hope. Call race timeout with like two minutes into it and get him out. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, is is Kevin Durant in the Kevin Durant's gonna be in the All Star game, isn't he? No, he's out. He he. So here's the other thing, and and we can get to Phoenix. Say run Phoenix's Ke- guys into the ground. Ke- Kevin Durant is out for the next few weeks. I don't know if he's gonna be out that long. I I don't I don't know if he might be back right after the All Star game, but I. I'm not sure because that injury, they were saying he was going to be out. Brooklyn was saying he was going to be out for a bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I, think, I think he'll he'll be fine I think after if, the All Star. Either way, even if he comes back right after the All Star break, they have I think 22, 24 games to figure it out, um, which is not a lot of time in the NBA. Uh, so it's I don't know. Um I Kevin Durant is easy to play with. Um because he's great. But it takes time. I mean, hell, the I think the easiest player to play with in LeBron James, it took time for all those teams. I mean, they always started, you know, ten and ten in those years where you know, when he went to Miami, everyone's like, oh, see, it doesn't work. And then when he went back to Cleveland, and uh, they, I think, had a losing record through their first 20 games. Um, you know, obviously the first year in L.A., uh, it takes time. It takes time. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see. I don't think we're really going to know about Phoenix until round one. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to get... I'm looking at their schedule post-All-Star break, and they're going to get some tests against playoff teams. I mean, they they come out of the gate with Oklahoma City, and I know... Oh, you're thinking OKC. Listen, OKC is a team. All right, that was probably... I was thinking this when I was watching the Lakers game when LeBron broke the record. I was like, of any team that you could put (laughs) against the Lakers, I probably... I would have hated to have played OKC to break any sort of record and try and win a game because that's a team that doesn't quit. They do not roll over. And Shea might be the most underrated superstar in the league. That guy, he's going to get a max deal. I don't know if it's going to be in Oklahoma City. Think about this, too. The Clippers could have had Shea and MPJ. Yeah, it's, yeah. If you're a Clippers fan, I mean, now granted, you have Kawhi and PG right now, but you have gotten nothing out of that. <laughs> no, they don't even play. <laughs> but exactly, they play a fourth of the season. I'm but looking man, at their schedule. I'm looking at Phoenix schedule now, now that you said that. It's Damn. tough. Damn. You get OKC, and then you're immediately on the road. You have Milwaukee. That's going to be, you know, a tester right there. And then you get some fluff games, Charlotte, Chicago, whatever. But then you got Dallas, at Oklahoma Dallas. City again. Sacramento, Sacramento, who's a three seed right now, at Golden State. I'm assuming, well, Steph may not be back for that one. But still, it's Golden State. 
uh, Milwaukee, you get a fluff game with Orlando, and then you're on the road. OKC, the Lakers, New Look Lakers, Sacramento, Philly, uh, Utah, probably a fluff game. Yeah. Yeah. Utah fluff game, Minnesota, probably fluff game. Well, um, by that time, but... I think Cat's back. That they're they're sure. pretty much back to their strength. You have two against Denver at home. But the first the first one will be a fluff game because no one's going to play that game. Probably not, because um, I think that's the Denver's back to back. Did they play literally OKC four times after they get out of the All Star break? One, two, they do. They Three, play all their four, OKC yeah. games. That's wild. Um, and then San Antonio, another kind of pushover game, and then you get Denver, Lakers, Clippers to end the season. And here's the other thing. I would not be shocked if nobody plays in that Denver game again. Because by that point, Denver could have the one seed locked up. I don't think I don't think they would really they would probably rest one or two guys. Yeah, I mean maybe point. on They'd maybe on Denver's end. Um, yeah. and maybe, maybe that's a strategic rest too. Like if and, you're, and that, yeah. if you're thinking you might see them, you don't want to necessarily, which would actually be kind of smart. Now I get it. Both of these are, are nationally televised games. So the mark, the TV networks are going to like it specifically Turner. Um, but if you're Denver and you play them two more times and it's at their place and now this is assuming that Denver takes business post all-star break themselves. Right. right. Um, and wants to retain that one seed, then it's like, ah, we're not, we're not going to show you really anything. But at the yeah, same time, there's, there's a legitimate shot they have the one seed locked up by that point. Yeah, um, maybe they come out reinvigorated after the the break. But Phoenix will be tested. I didn't know their schedule was like this. I mean, they've they don't have many games where it's like, eh, roll the ball but, out. But and you know what? You. And and it's funny because one of my points of saying that Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix will be able to get it done in time, like figure it out in time, was not only the KD injury, but it takes time to not only build chemistry, but build clutch time chemistry. That takes time. That takes a lot of time. Um, They're going to, realistically, right, realistically, well, ideally for them, with how tough their schedule is, they should get plenty of clutch time uh, looking at the schedule. Yeah, I mean, they, they only have could. five games against, like, teams you would consider right. bad. And that's Charlotte, right. Chicago, Spurs, Utah, and Orlando. Right. So they'll get plenty of chances, I think. I, I guess you never know because, again, we don't know. Some of these teams might be on a second of a back-to-back. Phoenix right. is on a second of a back-to-back uh, against Milwaukee there. Um, so Yeah, they have at Golden State and at Milwaukee. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, some of them we won't. They won't be in clutch time. But there At is a Sacramento, Philadelphia. Yeah, there's a legitimate chance that um, they get at least. If I'm Phoenix and I'm if I'm a Suns fan, I'm hoping for at least five or six really tight, close games to see how they run together in clutch time. Worst case scenario for them, I think, is if. They come out of the gates. Well, I guess worst case scenario is if they suck all together um, and they get blown out a lot. But the second worst is that they blow everyone out, that they are in zero close games because now it's going to feel like, oh, this is going to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. And now we got to figure out how we run clutch time in round one, round two. And like that's not the time to try to figure that out. 
So it would be interesting to see um, if if I'm Phoenix. Hell, if I'm the players, I'm like, hey, let's screw around here in the third. And let's make this game close and see what so, we can do. I don't know if like, they're going to say that. I mean, I get where you're well, coming from, but they're not going to. But like, that's because that is important. Uh, we, we've talked about, I think the best one-two punch in the league as far as clutch time, and I think the numbers prove it, is Jamal and, and Jokic. Like, it's important. Um, for Dallas, it's going to be important for to for them to figure out in clutch time who has the ball, who's taking these shots, how's the offense running. Uh, for the Lakers, same thing. Like it's super, super important. And the one team who's atop the West, they don't have to deal with that. They know. You know, if the playoffs were to end today, too, um, it would be Dallas Phoenix as the um, yeah four or five That'd matchup. Which yeah. honestly, I, I hope that holds. I... No, there's no way. I and I was I was tweeting at um a couple of the Phoenix guys, uh, either yesterday or the day before. Uh, they're only they're only one and a half games behind the three seed. So I do think at minimum they take the three seed. I think there's a chance. Well, looking at their schedule now, I don't know if the two seed's possible. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, they don't play Memphis, and maybe so, it's better too because the if if Denver theoretically holds on to one, they would play. You want you four want five. Phoenix to be at two or three. So yeah, yeah, you you want Phoenix to be on the opposite side of the bracket. I right. think in a perfect world, you get Phoenix and Golden State on the opposite side. Yep. You keep Dallas on your side. Yep, um, I agree. Now I know. A lot of people don't feel great about the Dallas matchup. I think you're one Why? of them. I thought I thought you said you didn't want to see Dallas. No, well, I didn't want to see Dallas if they had made a, a smart choice. Um, they well, got I rid don't... of their best. They Here's... got rid of their best defender. <laughs> and look, Kyrie is great. I get it. I get why people love Kyrie. He's a great player, but I don't think that works with him and Luca. I think it I think it'll work because I was of that mindset too initially. But I think this now this is on if Kyrie accepts this role. If he goes back to being the two, being off ball instead of being ball dominant, it gives Luca somebody who else who can score off ball, gives Luca every now and then a shot to work off ball himself. I think offensively they'll be fine. And I think they're gonna make well, it tough on a lot of teams. I don't sure, think they I think beat that, Denver. The matchup- the matchup with Denver, though, you have three, four guys that not only can guard Luka, but can guard Kyrie. Like, you have, you have, you can put Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, KCP, Aaron Gordon. Like, you have guys that can defend them. Um, you have way more size than them. Jokic is going to have a field day on them. Um, I just the I think Denver's a horrible matchup for Dallas. If I'm Dallas, I'm doing everything I can to be on the opposite side of Denver. If I'm Dallas, I would rather play Phoenix than Denver. Yeah. Now, not n- neither team well, is a great scenario, yeah, obviously. Not n- neither scenario is a great scenario, but I just think matchup-wise, I mean even Phoenix has DeAndre and so you're you're screwed either way. But like if Dallas with their defense and lack of size, I don't think they have any shot against Denver or Phoenix. Mm. It's a bad matchup. Is is the best case scenario for Denver, and listen, to win a championship, and, and I liked how the, the locked-on guys were talking about it, and I like how Matt Moore put it specifically, 
winning a championship is not going to be easy. Okay, no. like it, it, you're you're going to have to face tough teams. You're going to have to beat the best. Exactly. You're, you're going to have to beat some good teams. Now, that's not to say that you can't hope for things to break your way. Like if ideally, we were just talking about it, say Golden State drops down to the sixth seed, which I think could be possible given... Yeah, they can, they can grab six. Uh, I mean, they're at seven now, but if they stay right there, Steph's going to be out. Say if they stay at six, um, Phoenix bumps up to three, and then let's see, Memphis stays at two, and then the Clippers are on that side as well. Maybe they fall to seven for whatever reason. Is that the best case scenario for yes. Denver? Yes, because I think there's a legitimate chance, especially in round one, where Golden State can beat Phoenix. I think there's a legitimate chance because, again, what was I just – like, With you got to figure out clutch time. you got to figure out chemistry. you got 20 games to do so. I don't think it's going to be 100%. There's, I just don't. So, especially clutch time. So then the first round you have to play a team who just won a championship last year, and if they're fully healthy, that's tough. Now, I would pick Phoenix, right? But if you told me Golden State beats Phoenix, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I because think... it's, a, it's a lot to figure out. It is. It, it is legitimately... It's not like you're you're reworking role players. You are reworking superstars, and not only is KD going to want the ball and, and ISO... Booker's going to want to do that. What's CP3's role? Because he needs the ball in his hands. Uh, DeAndre in, is going to be just pushed to the corner at this point. So, like, I, I it's think a they'll lot. be able to to figure out things. Offensively, I think they're just going to be a, a nightmare. Those I was the podcast I told you to listen to, which you didn't want to listen to. They were those guys are really good. Steve Jones Jr. He was a former assistant coach in the league, and then Nikias is just kind of like more of a journalist type of guy, but. Um, they were breaking like they get into like sets and things like that, and they're talking about like different things they could run with Phoenix, and you know there's there's some some interesting stuff they could throw at you. But what I was saying in terms of like that being the best case scenario is you get the Clippers, even though I know I don't think anybody is really scared of the Clippers given our history yeah. against them. Yo, but yo, you get the Clippers up. on that side, Memphis. I don't think anybody is terrified of, but two seed you get them on that side of the bracket. And then Golden State, I think we're both a little bit fearful of just because of Steph and what he can do. And then you get Kevin Durant and Phoenix on that side. So you get all those four teams beating yeah. each other up. And then on right. your side of the bracket, while Sacramento, Dallas, yeah, Sacramento, Dallas New Orleans. Oh, yeah, Dallas. So that's if it stood today. I mean, that's if it shakes out still and Sacramento makes it, which I think they most likely will. Now, you get Sacramento, now, Dallas. and Here's the only thing. And it will be it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens in New Orleans because I'm telling I think the Lakers got a lot better. Now they gotta figure out chemistry too. But if they can get that 10 seed, let let's say let's say the Lakers grab 10. Let's just hypothetically, so they're only two and a half games out. So let's say they grab 10. So it goes Golden State, let's just say for for just how it looks now. Golden State and New Orleans, they would play for the 7 seed. I think Golden State would win, so they would take the 7, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Lakers would play Minnesota. I think the Lakers would beat Minnesota. So then it would be the Lakers and Pelicans for that 8 seed. I do think the Lakers would win. Against the fully healthy Pelicans? 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, and that's the thing with the Pelicans too is they they have not had all of their guys together exactly the entire exactly. year. So I you mean, want to I talk think, about I other think... teams having to get prepared for the last twenty right. game stretch. They do too. Right. That's what I'm saying. I I, I, I I'm I'm telling. I think the li- worst case scenario for the Nuggets. I think. Well, not worst case because I guess Phoenix could fall to eight somehow. You never know. But um, worst case is that the Lakers grab that eight seed. I just think, I mean, I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule. I think they're going to be, it's going to be tough. It, like, it's going to be tough, but they can do it. I mean, you, look, I don't know. Utah, Utah in their last 10 are only five and five. Utah's falling off quite a bit. So someone's going to grab that 10 seed. Now, the other interesting thing, though, OKC might grab that 10 seed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they have to not OKC only jump. OKC is playing well. OKC. Portland's kind of in a uh, tailspin. Portland has no shot. But I just, I mean, it's if gonna. You... I think I think that ten seed comes down between OKC and the Lakers. Right, but if you're a Nuggets fan, it, we are big Oklahoma City fans right now. Sure. Got to keep, got to keep the Lakers out of that play. But I don't even Lakers think you necessarily. I don't think you necessarily even have to rely fully on OKC because this is this is the Lakers schedule. So you get Golden State before the. This is before All Star break. At Golden State, at Portland. At New Orleans, okay, those are those are three tough games. Maybe they beat Portland, but Portland, Portland's bad, but they're they're still tough. They're not a pushover. Yeah, they can they can yeah. Then you're coming right out of the All Star break. You get Golden State again. You're at Dallas. You're at Memphis. You're at OKC. Yes. You have oh. Minnesota. You have Golden State. You have Memphis again. Goodness. You have Toronto, who probably a pushover. You have the Knicks, who. You know, not a pushover. They're not a pushover. At New Orleans, you get a little break in there with Houston. Dallas, then you got Orlando, then you got Phoenix, then you got OKC, you got a home and away against Chicago, you got Minnesota again, Houston, Utah, Clippers, Phoenix, Utah. They're on a four-game, five-game road trip to basically end the year. They they finish at home against Phoenix and Utah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not... That's rough. It's not easy for the Lakers. And especially if LeBron keeps missing games, which he's missing a few. I don't think he's going to play tonight against Golden State um, or tomorrow. Or no, it's tonight. Tonight. Um, and then we don't know what, what's going to happen with Anthony Davis's health. And then plus you work in the chemistry things uh, right. with all of this. So I'm just saying, I think they did a I, – I do think – No, they got, they they got better. A, they got better they, for sure. They did a really good job. They, I mean, getting Mo Bamba for nothing was incredible. Yeah, um, they, they got better. I, I – I love Rui Hashimura. I I think he's fantastic. He might be a poor um, man's AG. Okay, yeah. Big, big body um, can create yeah. a little bit. Score. I think he's a better shooter. I think he's a better shooter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, um, not yeah, the athlete. Getting, AG is getting D'Angelo Russell and Beasley. I mean, they. I don't know how how LeBron teams figure out how to completely rebuild a roster like that. I mean, this is like the third time this has happened in the last ten years. It's stupid. It, it, it is absolutely stupid how LeBron teams somehow figure it out like that. Mm. Um, but it's a tough schedule, and they're down two and a half games already. So we'll see. I'm just saying, I, if they get there, if they get in the play-in, I think they get the eight seed. They will it's get the just... seven. They're two. They they would have to get. They would have to finish the season at eight in order to possibly get the seven seed. Um, and they are, I mean, I guess they're only three and a half back behind New Orleans. So it's not, it's not impossible, 
I just it's our it's so tough. It's gonna be I mean, so tough. I'm looking at OKC schedule, and it just seems like everybody has an impossible schedule down this last 20 games. OKC coming out of the All Star break, you get Utah, whatever. You get at Phoenix. You get a home and home versus Sacramento. You get the Lakers. You get a home and home versus Utah, Golden State, Phoenix, New Orleans. Then you get Brooklyn, who may be the new arms squad taking over for Toronto with all that length and, and wing defenders. Phoenix, and away and away against the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Portland, Charlotte, Phoenix. Detroit, Indiana, Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, Memphis to finish out. So, so they, they finish out a bit easier, but that, that stretch in the middle there. Yeah, it yeah gets, I it mean, it's... It's tough. It's it's gonna be that. That's gonna be. I think for Denver, if you can just keep keep doing what you're doing, right? Um, Did we already go through the Nuggets last twenty? Uh, I've looked at it. It's it's not as bad, but it's still it, it, there's some tough runs. They they still have a lot of games against the East though. Yeah. Um. So, but either way, look. If Denver can just hold on to that one seed, which I think they can. There, I don't think Memphis can catch them at this point. And I don't think the Dallas, Sacramento, Phoenix, the Clippers, they're all too far behind at this point. And I think Memphis, I mean, Memphis has been so bad. I just, I don't, I don't think Memphis will, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Memphis, but it, it's not going to work out. So yeah, I, I, I think Denver finishes with the one seed. Um, luckily, I don't think they're going to finish with the one seed in the NBA. <laughs> so they won't win the trophy, um, which is good. Um, I think Boston or Milwaukee will win that trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so hold on to that one seed and hope the Lakers miss out on the plan. And then, and then you gotta hope. I would. You gotta hope that Phoenix can get up to three. Golden State can grab six. And then in the first round, you're either playing the Clippers or the Pelicans. Yeah. Or Minnesota or Oklahoma City. I, actually, I don't really want to see. I mean, I think they'd be OKC, but uh, yeah. Um, so I, that's best case scenario. And then at four and five, you got to hope that it's Sacramento, Dallas, which I think is uh, there's a legitimate shot that 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 happens. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. But there's a path, and best case scenario, Phoenix plays Golden State. Here's here's the thing too. Best case scenario is let's say all those things happen. So then in the first round, you let's say you get New Orleans, you beat New Orleans in five. Let's just hypothetically say Denver turns it on and they beat New Orleans in five. There maybe those injuries with New Orleans, whatever. And then in the second round, let's say they play Dallas or Sacramento. I think that would be a five game series as well. Let's say Denver's just on a roll. They get to the conference finals only playing ten games total. And then on the other side, Phoenix goes seven against Golden State and goes seven against the Clippers. I, you know, that that is a huge advantage for Denver, playing way less games, not having the 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 the, the pressure, right, the the stress of it, um, playing as hard as 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 Phoenix would have to play against those two teams. That's that's a big advantage. Yeah. And then you have home court and your altitude. It's it's a big advantage. So there's a path here. It has to bounce Denver's way, just like any team. Um, but it, it, look, at a week ago or three days ago, it was Denver's conference to lose. Now it's it's a collision course. It's going to be Denver and Phoenix, and 
whoever wins that series will go on to the finals. Uh, and score update for you for the Nuggets game. They're down 22 to 8 right now, Charlotte. So, just letting you know, they're, uh, they they couldn't get to the All-Star break any quicker. Uh, now 22 uh, to 9. I, I guarantee you they win. Okay, we'll see. Um, as far as the, the, the KD trade, um, now more couple days to digest it. Um, how are you feeling? You know how I feel. Um, and, and I can explain how I feel. But I would like to, after a couple days of the settling, do you still feel the same as you do? I think it's. I think it'll come down to a game seven. Okay. I. I look. I. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, the Nuggets will win that series." Um. I think it goes seven. And then anything happen. Anything can happen in game seven. I'd be shocked if either team got rid of the other before seven. And I know I said five to six, but I think the there there is a solid point to be made that Phoenix has a short window of time to get everything to work cohesively. And um, I forgot who I was listening to, but they said Phoenix's best shot may not be this year, but next year. Well, uh, Um, and I was just I was just going to say, because the one big point that I wanted to make, I was thinking about this a couple hours ago. Um, I think this year is Denver's best shot of getting out of the West. And I think Phoenix is next year. Um, but the only reason why I say it's Phoenix next year, I think they move off of CP3 and I think Kyrie goes to Phoenix. I don't know how that would even work at all. (laughs) Kyrie's a free agent. So, and then I'm saying like together with all of them. Well, I I don't know. I don't think it works at all. But well, then again, Kyrie, James Harden played with those two also. So yeah, so I, I, I think, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think he goes to the Lakers personally. Maybe, um, maybe, but I mean, again, I mean, his best friend's KD. Well, so. I, I, I think that's that's, I think that's dead. I, I'm not going to say like their friendship is dead, but All I right. think they're they had their little try at it. I think if you ask Kevin, he probably does not want to go down that road again. Sure, but I, I I think there's a chance that CP3 gets hurt again if Phoenix is like, okay, screw this. Oh, sure. I I, I mean, listen, they tried to trade him at the deadline. So, like, his name yeah. was in trade rumors. So I, I think they're already, in their minds, trying to move forward. So I wouldn't be shocked if they moved on from him at, at the end of the year. Now, whether the replacement is Kyrie, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I would say... He's either more likely to go to the Lakers or stay in Dallas. I think that's the two options there um, because I don't think anybody else is going to really go after him. Um, But I just think it's going to be hard for either team to dispose of the other. Denver has the two-time MVP, possibly three-time. They have the cohesion. They're just a well-oiled machine when they're playing well and not down 10 to Charlotte. Um, But Phoenix just has the talent. It's it's the unit versus the talent. Why, okay, but hold on, hold on. Why do you say the talent, but then we're talking about a Denver team who so doesn't have talent? They have... I mean, you just said they, they have, have the, the they have MVP. The, yeah, but the individual talent is what I mean. They okay, have well, two top uh, 10 on. players okay. in the league. Sure. Well, two top 10. So Devin Booker's a top 10 player. 
Yeah, I would. Well, when he's at his peak, yeah, I would say he's he's in there. So, I don't so think that's Jamar, debatable. So if, if but remember, we were, remember this thing that we were talking about two years ago: Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray. Yeah, but that was Devin two years Parker. ago. Well, I and look, I understand, but Jamal Murray hasn't played the last two years, so it's kind of hard to figure it out. But what? What? Because look, if you go, history tells us Jamal Murray will be better in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. Over the last ten games. That Jamal Murray has played. He's been phenomenal. He's he's averaged 28 points per game, 7.6 assists, nearly five rebounds per game, shooting 50, 40, 90. Mm-hmm. Does he's that not great. match up to Devin Booker's numbers this year? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to have to see it in a series against each other. If you're asking me if I'm lining but, him but up one saw, to one. We saw Jamal Murray in a series against Donovan Mitchell. What did he do? But the, this isn't Donovan Mitchell. This is Devin Booker who's I, I, been a top okay. 10 player and who's made it to a finals. I, un- I understand, but Donovan Mitchell is also averaging 30 points a game in, in Cleveland. Yeah, well, and, and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is also one of the most inefficient players in the league, too. Well, these sure. guys are, too, as well. But right. I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to compare Donovan to I'm not, look, Devin I'm not saying, time. I'm not saying Jamal Murray is better than Devin Booker. I, I would take Booker. I'm just saying the gap that people seem to be talking about is not that big. It, is, it just isn't. I just went over his numbers. Jamal Murray, look, it took time. But we have now seen over a big sample size, not just 10 games, but Matt Moore said 15. I don't know what it, I don't remember the numbers, but it's, I think it's actually better, his last 15 games that he's played. So we've had a very big sample size of Jamal Murray being 100%. We don't even know if he's 100% yet. But let's just say so. he is. He's averaging 28, 7, and 5 on 50, 40, 90 splits. So not only is he getting the same amount of the, the, the numbers, the basic numbers, points, rebounds, assists, and actually averaging more assists than Devin Booker, but he's also shooting at a way better percentage than Devin Booker. He's way more efficient from the field. So what – so – and look, I don't think either is, is leaps and bounds ahead of the other defensively. I think it's, it's relatively even. So – Where's the big gap that I'm missing? I'm missing some, and and then you can't say, oh well, the playoffs because the last time Devin Booker was in the playoffs, he wasn't very good, flat out. So and then the, when they made the finals, Devin Booker was fairly inconsistent in that in that whole run. So yeah, he did have like three forty point games though in that finals. Sure, and he also had like four, three or four fifteen point games. So let's not forget about that. The last time we saw Jamal Murray in the playoffs, uh, he was he went nuclear. Now again, it was in the bubble, but I, I'm just saying I don't. Where's the gap? I have more confidence in Devin Booker as as being able to be better than than Jamal. That, that's just me personally. Um, now, when you compare Kevin and Jokic one to one, I think it's about as close of a push as you can say. If Kevin is healthy and himself, I think that's a push. I would give the slight edge to Booker. Then you get to the third guy who in my mind is Aiton versus MPJ. Uh, I think that just kind of depends on the night, to be honest with you. I think you can make a case for both of them. So I'd say that's probably well, a push. Well, is it MPJ or, or Aaron Gordon? Because Aaron Gordon, you could argue, was an all-star this year. Okay, I, I I won't I won't push back too much. We can we can say AG is the third best. 
Um, so if we're saying Aaron Gordon is the third best, I mean, would you rather have him or Aiton? I think probably Aaron Gordon slightly. Yeah. And uh, then, well, and here's the thing. I would rather have MPJ or Gordon over DeAndre Aiton. Well, and then you get two MPJ and Chris Paul, or if it's Aaron Gordon versus Chris Paul. I mean, if it's MPJ versus Chris Paul, I mean, I, I think that's a push. You may give me pushback on that. But I think even though CP3 is not the same player physically, I think mentally he's still there. He's defensively, he's worse than both of them. Sure, he's not great defensively, but what he can bring mentally and IQ-wise and now being the fourth best player on that team, now he's not having you know, to be the second scorer every time down. He's the fourth option. And so if your fourth we, option is the sure? guy that can get because to his spot on the elbow and, and shoot it and nail it 50-plus percent of the time, okay, I think it's but a great fourth a, option. Here's the thing, though. Chris Paul needs the ball in his hands because he's a playmaker. When is he going to have the ball in his hands? I don't know if those other guys need the ball in their hands necessarily. We've seen Kevin work off ball in Golden State. We've seen yeah, Booker he, learn how to work off ball with Chris Paul there. But but when he, when Katie was in Golden State, there was a lot of frustration when he got the ball and he, he the other basically stopped ball because he went ISO all the time. Like yes, Katie can can work off ball, but there was still frustration. I mean that's why Draymond was so frustrated with him. Because he just wanted ISO. He didn't he rarely cut. Like KD's gonna want the ball. They got a lot to figure out. They've got a lot to I'm not I'm out. not gonna say it's gonna be easy. And defensively, I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be. They don't have defensive depth. Um their bench is not great, but neither is the Nuggets bench great. Um, so we'll see what, what the buyout market looks like for them. Reggie Jackson is a candidate for both of them. I guess he's got interest in both teams, which is not shocking. Um, I think that would be a huge get for Denver. It's a guy who I wanted, I think before this year started or the year before. Um, and then also too, I mean, we're, we're so focused on Phoenix and quietly on the other side, there's a team in Milwaukee who's just adding yeah, another Milwaukee's wing good. Milwaukee's and good. three and D guy. So, I mean, that's... Well, Milwaukee's the favorites. Milwaukee should be the favorites. Um, real quick, I want to go back to the Devin Booker-Jamal Murray thing. Um, Devin Booker... So, Jamal Murray, the last time he was in the playoffs, so I guess the bubble, 26.5 points per game, 5 rebounds, 6.6 assists, shot 50% from the field, 45 from 3, which is stupid, and basically 90% from the free throw line. Uh, Devin Booker last year in the playoffs, 23 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, shot 45% from the field, um, did shoot 43% from three and 88% from the free throw line. Devin Booker, the year they made it to the finals, 20, more, more like what Jamal Murray's numbers were, 27, five, four assists, uh, 44% from the field, only 32% from three, 90% from the free throw line. So I can make an argument. Jamal Murray's last playoff run was better than both of Devin Booker's playoff runs. Yeah. I just have more faith in Where's Devin Booker. Where's the gap? I have more Someone, faith in Devin Booker. Please tell me, where's the gap? Yes, I would take Devin Booker too. But it's then not just can. taking Devin Booker. It's I just have more faith that he'll he'll be where, the better too. But where what has he shown in the playoffs to where you have more faith in the guy just might be recency who carried a team on his back for two rounds? It just might be recency bias. If I'm being honest, it's just I've seen him do it more recently than I've seen Jamal do it. Stupid. That that is the <laughs> yes. dumbest 
That is the dumbest reasoning because there is no logical reason to say that he is that 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 he is mo- more trustworthy in the playoffs. If anything, he's way less trustworthy. His numbers have gone down from regular season to playoffs, have gone down in both years. Jamal Murray's has gone up. We'll see. We'll see. There, there's, there is zero, zero proof that that you can trust Devin Booker more than Jamal Murray. Okay. And we can, if recency bias, let's go with the last 15 games. 28, 7 and a half and, and, and 5 on 50, 40, 90 is pretty freaking good to me. Yeah, well, well, Book hasn't been playing, though, so it's not even. Can't compare those. Well, Devin Booker played this year, and his numbers are basically the same. Uh, let me find it here. I think he's closer to 30, but he has less assists. Hmm. Hold on. Devin Booker. He is averaging this year. And he's got to get healthy, by the way, too. Um, 26.6 points per game. 4.6 rebounds, 5.7 or 5.5 assists, 47 from the field, uh, 36 from three, 84 from the free throw line. So over the last 15 games, Jamal Murray is averaging more points, same rebounds, two more assists, three percent better from the field, five uh, percent better from three, and six percent better from the free throw line. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Where's the gap? Please. I hear what you're saying, but figure it out. Where's listen, the gap? I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope I hope the Nuggets beat them, so you can spend an hour on this podcast shaming me. I really do. I hope that for you. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I want you when they when they when they win or at least get to the finals because Milwaukee's. Good. We already have a bet in place here. We no, but I want you to take a poster and put "I am sorry, Jamal Murray," and Absolutely. go stand in front of Pepsi Center holding that sign for an hour. Okay, that's a bit extreme. When am I going to do that during the work week? The, then do it during the weekend. Why do it during I, the parade. I, during during the parade, <laughs> I want you to be holding a sign saying "I'm sorry, Jamal Murray." You know what? If the Nuggets win the finals, I'll, I'll do that. I will absolutely do that. Okay. I will do that wearing a clown mask. How about that? Okay. okay. Nuggets win the finals. And I'll, I'll do you one better. I hope Jamal I hope Jamal wins MVP. Finals MVP. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I mean, that'd be awesome. Make it, make it even double the pain for me. Make it even so much so that I disrespected the future finals MVP. I hope you're right. Because if you're right... That means the Nuggets win. If I'm yeah. right, I, I'm just depressed eating more cookies. <laughs> so I can do that anytime. You can tell the listeners what the bet is. Um, so I'm going to have to go back to the text messages. But okay, well, if, if, if the Nuggets beat Phoenix, yeah. um, see, I'm you trying to remember. Mom, you buy me a Jamal Murray jersey. Yes, Jamal Murray jersey for you. I'm a, I'm a little um, – I don't know if I want the Jamal – can I decide later if I want the Jamal Murray jersey? Just because every jersey I've had, that player was gone within two years. Okay, Seriously. sure, sure. So I, I might ask for like a, a vintage like LeBron jersey, like a sure. Cleveland LeBron jersey. Why not? Because 
because I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Uh, no, I don't. Nuggets I win, don't. you get a jersey of your choice. If the Nuggets okay. win the finals, and this is like icing on the cake, there's not even a, a portion where I could win in this bet. If the Nuggets win the yeah. finals, I'm buying you a hoodie for every month of the year. So that would be the rest of the year, right? So that would be, I guess, June, July, August, September, October, sure. November. December, Whatever hoodie so you seven, want. Whatever style of nuggets. I don't even know if they make that many different nuggets hoodies. But it's, I'd probably have to start going to Dick's Sporting Goods and just be like, all right, just give me the, 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 the colors. There you go. <laughs> but if I win, well, no, because I don't win in this win. If <laughs> no, Phoenix wins... Then I get either a hundred dollars to crumble or fifty to Amazon and fifty to crumble, whichever I decide in the moment. So right. that's now the if they bet. don't play each other, then it's a it's a wash. The, well, the the Phoenix one's a wash. Right. Yeah, the Phoenix one is what, but but the finals one still stands. Right. Right. Now, okay. obviously, if the Nuggets don't win the finals, then nothing happens. Then but right, nothing happens. So that's the bet. So listen, I I hope you're, I hope I'm so wrong about every Denver sports team. Listen, I understand that I'm the negative one here. I understand I have no confidence in our teams. We could probably have Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback, and I'd be like, ah, we're not going to win. We're going to lose. <laughs> we're going to lose. That would be me, and I'm fully aware of that, and I'm comfortable in that skin. But I just have a feeling I'm going to be right about both teams. I have a feeling the Broncos are going to suck again and miss the playoffs, and I have a feeling that the Nuggets are going to lose to Phoenix. Sue me. And you know what's funny? You hope I'm right about the Nuggets. I hope you're right about the Broncos. <laughs> Listen, I hope we both get our way. How about that? I hope the Broncos go 1-16. in 16. And I hope the Nuggets sweep Phoenix and beat Milwaukee in three games. Well, and then Giannis gets a, traded here. It ain't going to be a sweep. <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping. Sweep Phoenix, beat Milwaukee in three, get Giannis here. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, okay, right. so real real quick, yeah. let's say Phoenix and Denver matches up, whatever. And let's say Phoenix wins. Yeah. What do you do if you're the Nuggets? Um, find a way to cut out the entire state of Arizona and ship it off to a different country. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> seriously, though. like Oh, well, is, what there, would, is there what anyone would, out they there They do, that not what would I do? Okay. Um, no, I don't. I don't know what you do. Because MPJ, I guess, is the only tradable piece at that point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you do because here's the thing, and I said this um, in response to to Zach's Zach Bai's tweet um, a couple of nights ago. I think this is the Nuggets Nuggets best chance they're going to get in the Jokic area to win a finals. I agree. One because he's probably not going to play much longer. Two. Bruce Brown is going to be a free agent next year. Uh, highly unlikely that he'll be back just because I think he's going to get a lot of money. And Denver has yeah, no. four max deals, three max deals. on. Christian, Christian Brown is going to be his replacement. Right. So you're going to lose him. Um, you don't know what's going to happen with MPJ in terms of like, will he take that next step? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you do to compete with, with Phoenix next year. I don't, I don't know how anybody can outside of building a super team yourself. I don't know what you do. I don't. I don't know how you. Yeah, no, I, how you I look. It. I agree. This is this is the best year because we again we don't know how they're gonna gel, and their role players are a bit of a a mixed bag to where like 
after the season, they can go get the right role players for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. They weren't really able to do that this year, obviously, because you traded for Kevin Durant. So, like, the hope, I guess, is that you know their their stars are their stars, whatever, but their others don't get it done, and the Nuggets others do. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. I really do. I do think that. I, I I think that Jokic and Jamal can push with Booker and KD. And it's going to come down to the others. And honestly, the top four, each team, as you want to say Phoenix is a big four, Denver has a big four too. And I think, I think the four, the two big fours, I think might equal each other out. I think it's going to come down to five, five through eight. And who has the better five through eight? Who of among those four, I guess eight guys, plays the best? So yeah. you got to hope that KCP, Bruce Brown, uh, Thomas Bryant, who we haven't even talked about yet, um, you know, whether it's Flacco or Jeff Green, or they go out and get somebody, someone like Reggie Jackson. You got to hope that those guys can outplay the others of Phoenix. I think they're. I think the, the Nuggets have the be- better others, but. We got to see it in the playoffs. We got to see how Bruce Brown plays in the playoffs. I know KCP plays well in the playoffs because we've seen it. Um, But we don't know how Thomas Bryant's going to play in the playoffs. We don't know how Vladko's going to play, Christian. So, you know, that's where I think, like, legitimately, I think that's where that series would come down to is the others. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Lastly, before we go, Bones gets traded. Um, wild turn of events, really. I mean, considering where we were at with him just before the season, and now he's, he's going to a second Rising Stars game, and then he's traded. Yeah, um, that's gonna be. A- it's it sucks because I think Bones is a super super likable player. Obviously, fan favorite oh. instantaneously. Um, he's going to the Super Bowl. Is that what you just said? No, super likable. <laughs> jerk um <laughs> he may be going to the super bowl i don't know um not with the clippers though he's not um it sucks but uh i mean it's just a le- I, don't, I don't know if he's gonna regret this looking later back are down you, on the road but are you a little worried if the nuggets meet the clippers no okay no I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Bones had a game or like a stretch in a game because we know that he's he's capable of that. But I mean, he that's just a that's just a weird place to, to play. So but maybe it's a good thing for Bones because their two stars never play. So he's going to get all the playing time he wants. He's going to take all the shots he wants there. It just sucks that it didn't work out. And it sucks that, you know. He he, kind of his attitude went that way. I understand wanting to play and wanting to contribute in how you see fit, but I think too you have to understand what your situation is. Not everybody gets to walk into the league and be on a Nuggets, a Milwaukee, a Golden State, you know. So I don't know. It is what it is. It kind of sucks that he's traded. Um, Thomas Bryant, I think, is a solid move. Um, guy who can stretch the floor. He's an energy. It's funny because, like, uh, I was on Twitter and, and even Facebook, and people were like, a lot of people were panicking about the Nuggets. And look, I I understand. I'm just I'm not one of those people. 
Um, but they're like, oh, where's the offense going to come from now on the bench? And I'm like, you guys realize Thomas Bryant averaged 18 a game in, in L.A. when, like, at least the games that he started. Like, he shoot, he's going to shoot 35-plus percent, probably nearly 40% with the Nuggets from three. Mm-hmm. Like, he can, he can score. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think it was a really good pickup. When I saw that, I was shocked. Yeah. Because I was like, why aren't the Lakers keeping him? Go to find out well, they wanted more of a defensive guy in, Bom- in Bamba, which makes sense. Well, but, I, th- I think, too, it was kind of a situation with Bryant there that he wanted more playing time, I guess. When AD came back, I guess there was a kind of a rift there, which, yeah. I don't know, makes well, sense. And the other thing, too, I guess, uh, he's going to be a free agent, so the Lakers mm-hmm. want to get something for him. Uh, also makes sense. But still, he... He really did hold them together while AD was out. Like, obviously, LeBron did that. But, like, LeBron needed somebody else to kind of go with them. And Thomas Bryant was that guy for them. Yeah. Good pickup. It was a really good pickup. Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Quick check back on the Nuggets score. I think they're down 8 or 10 still currently. 13. Okay, still still um, guaranteeing a win here, huh? Yep. Okay. Might have to... Is there live crumble betting on this? Because I might have to throw in a bet on this. No. No. Uh, but so I, I, gar- I, guarantee you, I guarantee you they win. Ah, guaranteeing a win, but doesn't want to put a bet on it. Yeah, it sounds like a very house of cards guarantee to me. If I've ever seen one. All right, that's going to do it for I'll us. Let, I'll let you know at halftime. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I'm Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Um, back to your regularly scheduled programming. We forgot to talk about the Super Bowl. It, only the biggest game of the year. Only the biggest game. It's only tomorrow. Totally <laughs> forgot it was actually happening. No, I just I had a feeling we were missing something, but you know what? <laughs> Why the not? only time we mentioned it was me saying I'm rooting for the Chiefs tomorrow. Yeah, that, that was pretty much the extent of our Super Bowl, um, our Super Bowl preview there. Um, yes, Chiefs Eagles. Um, from what I understand, the line had not moved all week from one and a half. The Eagles, the Eagles are favorites. Though. I will say this: um, for the last week, almost two weeks, um, I've been firmly in the Eagles camp here. I think they have the better roster. I think they have the pass rush. Um, I think they have the running game. I mean, I, th- I think they're set. But now that we're getting close to it, I'm like, okay, better team versus best player. And then you also have a Hall of Fame tight end who he just has a great connection with. Chiefs defense isn't great, but they're playing decent enough at the right time. This one's tough for me. Are, I, I know you're rooting for the Chiefs, but are you completely sold on the Chiefs to win this game? Uh, so I have $400 in my betting app. Okay, This is how I'll explain to you what I think of this game. I have $400 in my betting app. <clears throat> uh, I'm putting 100 on the Chiefs' money line. I am putting 100 on the Chiefs to win by three. I am putting 100 for the Chiefs to win by six and a half. And I am betting 100 on the Chiefs to win minus 9.5. I think they blow them out. 
I'll say 33 to 16. Really? I think the Chiefs blow them out. Have you seen who the Eagles have played this year? Uh, I've heard that argument. No, but if you look at the quarterbacks, the only good quarterbacks that they've played was Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. They gave up 30-plus against both of those guys. And those guys don't even touch Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah, it's a fair point, but you can only play who's on your schedule. If I were the Chiefs, and if I win the coin toss, I receive, and I take shots. And I'm sending a message right off the bat. And if, if they go up 7 nothing, it's over. Wow. Okay. You, you have no faith in the Eagles. Um, um, well, I just think... I agree that the Eagles have the better roster. But I don't think the gap is as big as everyone's talking about. Well, no, um, I think fifteen. I, I think Chris. Well, I think Chris Jones has been awesome for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think their secondary has been good. They're starting like two or three rookies up back there. I think they've been really good. Um, I think the linebackers for for the Chiefs and Bolton and the other one I can't remember his name. They're excellent. Um, so I don't think their defense is as bad as everyone's like. Oh, the Chiefs' defense stinks. Um, I also am not sure about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Um, since Jalen Hurts has gotten hurt, he's been not good at all. Yeah, but he's had two um, weeks, though. Sure, sure. But still, he hasn't played well since. That's just fl- flat out. This reminds me of the Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl. To where... You have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt. Um, that I think is that I think had an easy schedule, and credit to him, he took advantage of that schedule. But now you're playing a real team. I just think now it's obviously different because the Broncos' offense stunk in that game. But I'm just thinking of it as for the Eagles' offense comparing it to the Panthers' offense. Um, I just. I don't know. I, there's something off about the Seagulls team, and I just don't think they can keep up. I really don't. I, don't know. I think that Eagles off this Eagles offense is way better than that Carolina offense. That Carolina offense was a stout running offense. Yeah, um, but Cam was. I think Cam was better a better thrower. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I think there's better overall talent on this offense. I mean, you have two legitimate number one wide receivers. They can run the ball. Um, you know, Hertz is a threat to throw and to pass, and he's not, like, terribly inaccurate. You said he's a threat to throw and pass. Uh, run and pass, sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry. But I, I just think the the Philly offense is better than that, that Carolina offense. Now, I think maybe that Carolina team might have been a little bit better overall, maybe slightly I just I'm starting to feel uneasy about it. I personally hope the Eagles win. Um, I'm just having a real hard time now betting against Patrick Mahomes. That's, I just that's I just really yeah. what it comes down to for me. I don't know. It, it just feels weird the way everyone's talking about it. Everybody's picking the Eagles. Everybody, you know what happens when when mm-hmm. when that when that's the case. I I just it's weird. It, it and and everyone's talking about hey you know the. 
uh, the last, you know, however many MVPs have lost the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, it just feels like the Chiefs are going to win this thing. I think they have the better head coach. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they have the big, the best weapon in, in Travis Kelsey. Well, that's another um, thing, too. You have more experience on it. You have Andy Reid, who's been there, what, two or three times now. Yep. Steve Spagnuolo. And, and, and the other thing against the 49ers, everyone was pointing out how they ran the ball in the 49ers. But the 49ers, I, I think the Chiefs have a slight advantage in that Chris Jones plays in the middle. And that he can he I there's gonna be early in the game I think Chris Jones blows up a run play and it really throws off the Eagles. I know that Eagles offensive line is good. I know, but but Chris Jones, man, he's on a he's on a hell of a run. Yeah, he's playing great. I just it, it, the way Chris Jones has been playing is it's not as good, but it's pretty close to what Vaughn was doing in that in that run. Chris Jones has been incredible. I, I their linebackers are really good and they're really fast. Yeah, he, he dominated that Cincinnati game. Yeah, I, and look, Cincinnati's offensive line isn't as good as Philly's, but I just I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird just gut feeling for me. It, it's not there's nothing that I can point to statistically. I guess other than the the, the Eagles' record uh, and who they've played, but like. It's more of a gut feeling. Every, the, the roster, everything points to Philly. Mm-hmm. But the two most important parts point to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And that's the head coach and that's quarterback. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a massive gap. So, yeah, like I said, I, I have $400 in my account. That's what I'm doing. I'm going Chiefs money line, Chiefs by three, Chiefs by seven, Chiefs by ten. Guess we'll find out. I'm just hoping for a good game. I'm hoping it's not a blowout, but um, we'll see. All right. Yeah. Now that's really going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon <laughs> on the other on the other side, I'm going to go um, throw and pass the ball. I'm Stephen Priest. I should have picked that. Do you want to do that bet still? Uh, $10 crumble? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Oh, for the Nuggets game? Yeah. Oh, why? They're getting the brake speed off of them even more now? No, I, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, because they're they're about to win now. Nug- like nuggets. They're within the five Nuggets now. win. The Nuggets will win. Uh, no, you had your chance and you denied me. So. All right, all right. Come on, Hornets. All right. Why am I winning? See, why do you do this to me? I don't go Nuggets. <laughs> Brandon stole on the other side. You do it to yourself. Stephen Priest Jr. I know. I can't look at myself. Who am I? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's been the behind the glass sports podcast. Ha 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 ha.